Welcome to the Unusual Podcast. Hi, uh, Jimmy. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Um, so I'm just going to introduce you for the listeners. Um, you go by the Hi. name of Jimmy, 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 and um, you've got this um, really unique style of, of juxtaposing everyday objects with body parts that you meticulously sculpt um, by hand using clay. And you've exhibited mm -hmm. your amazing pieces all um, across Europe and Australia and the US. And, and you're from Singapore originally. And mm -hmm. um, you've got a really active social media following of over 200,000 and very, um, you know, a very responsive and engaged following whenever you post one of your new sculptures. So thank you mm -hmm. for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Like, it's always nice to, you know, be invited for chats like this because sometimes I feel that, um, you know, just posting your work online is such a one-way dialogue sometimes. And like, yeah. it's always nice to have the chance to elaborate on what they really are about. So thank you. Great. No, welcome. So let's go right into it and talk about your first piece, Pistachio. Which, um, yeah. which actually, yeah, I, I know from your, your posts online, it, I think it's your first um, sculpted piece. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I want to yeah. know, where did you get the idea to do this? Like, where did you get to see that? I know you saw these pistachio shells. I think you said it was, was it around Chinese New Year or something? And, but where was the idea to actually put the little baby, to sculpt the baby's head in clay? It's so... Uh, like out of this world in imagination I'm really curious about that yeah thank you for like um, you know reading up and having all this context because um, it's it's quite it's quite a funny story that I often tell people when they ask me um, what is the first work I ever created and I think I always credit this as the first work on and um, the reason why my um, like my title on my Instagram account says like I'm an accidental sculptor it's because I always um, think that this whole entire moment was very accidental. Um, and uh, so, so how it came about was like, I just had some leftover clay that has just been sitting around. Um, I've been working on like a, like a project where I was using some of this clay, but then I have not really coined, you know, this like baby head kind of style yet. Like it was just sitting for another project. And um, and I think during Chinese New Year, you know, like we have this really long extended break um, where you're just like sitting around and eating a lot. <laughs> there was just all these shelves that um, were sitting there while my parents were using it. And I said, like, wouldn't it be really cool if you pop it open and you see something really unexpected? And I think my imagination has always been um, like that since I was a child, like, um, um, it, it's not like, I was not like super daydreamy or anything, but I do like to see a little bit of, um, I do appreciate um, like very strange humor and very unexpected things. And um, I think it, it came very naturally, like just wanting to um, like execute the particular idea that just came to mind. Um, and I just did it. And then uh, I thought it was quite funny, the outcome. So I posted it. And at that point, I think I had like 300 followers maybe around I think I, I'm not super sure about the numbers but they were all my friends and um when they saw it they're just like you should do something about this like like how about expanding it to like other types of nuts like walnuts and all that and I was like yeah this is pretty cool so I think it became um um sort of like a like a moment for me to realize that this is actually pretty special 
Um, and uh, it's not only special to me as an artist that you know, like have always like liked um such surprises, but also I realized that people actually react to it. Um, and yeah, so I, I always found this particular work um quite quite memorable in that way. Yeah. So did you share it with with anyone else other than your social media, your peers? Did you show your your parents or your family? Uh, yeah, I did show my mom and she. My mom has always been really encouraging, even though, you know, like um Asian parents, um, they, they have this like tough love thing going on. So every time when I show her something new, like even though she thinks that it's like a pretty cute idea, she'll just be like, Yeah, that looks really weird, like you should stop doing things like that. But um yeah, like there's there's this love hate relationship thing going on with with my works, I think, for her. Um yeah, but but she she definitely like even though she was like yeah stop doing such weird things and then the next day she'll be buying like other types of nuts for me to try, so you know there's this like um they don't show it through words but they show it through actions and um so I think I think there's something quite amazing about about how supportive my my parents really are. And how long did it take you to do it? Because they're actually incredibly well done, and um, <laughs> even though this was your first time. Um, they're still amazing. So how long did it take to do one? Actually, they don't take very long because there is, um, I actually started watching um, videos online where people are making all this uh, like puppets and there are a lot of very amazing sculptors on YouTube. And um, so, so I, I've just been like looking at these videos and there is a certain technique to it because I was never trained as a sculptor. So um, um, just like learning how to do things in a 3D way, like how do you um, add and subtract um, volumes is kind of like, a, I think it takes special training and I actually took a lot of shortcuts from learning um, from YouTube. But I think one of the things that I often tell people is that um, usually creating the work itself is not so much of, um, it doesn't take that much time, but it's making it consistent that usually takes a lot of time so like uh now I, I actually have like a, a like a method to it like I'll actually um do it step by step so for example I would like sculpt I would pull out same amount of clay and then I would um like make the indents at the right areas and then I would make the lines at the right areas so that all of them look consistent um, but in the past, it's almost like I'll have um, some things that look very different from others. And then I actually have to spend time adjusting some of that stuff. Um, so yeah, like I would say that for that, I took maybe a night and a day, like just to get it to look the way it is. Um, and at that point I was using, I didn't really have um, colors. So all of the colors were actually from my makeup. Uh, I yeah, I was using my my own personal makeup to to put on the colors, and then it just really stuck because I realized that um um even after I tried buying colors um like pastel colors from the art store, they didn't really manage to get that very life like like shimmery quality that my makeup did. So yeah, like it was it was all very um like DIY, I think like um, the tools and the materials. Wow, okay. So is this just normal clay that you buy in the shop, in the art shops? Mm -hmm, that yeah, you put like inside your shell and then you sculpt it within the, within the, the shell? Yeah, yeah. 
it's amazing that you'd never and you'd never done sculpting before um I have but not I've not been like trained professionally in it um I, I have done a few projects prior to this like uh um <clears throat> there were some exhibitions that I took part in um but they weren't really they weren't really like uh I feel that they were just like extensions of what I was doing in school because I was trained in visual comms and I think typically in visual communication school like you do a lot of very commercial um graphic based kind of works and like sculpting is regarded as a more fine art kind of thing so it's almost like there are very um only certain projects I can venture into sculpting and then um it's usually for fun I never imagined myself like oh this is actually going to become something more than a school project so yeah like I would say that I have sculpted before but not not seriously um at that point so let's talk about your next piece happy pills yeah okay cool so what's um, the story behind that one uh, well I don't really think that there's like a really really long story to it but um I think what what is really special about that piece for me is um like right after you know like when I was looking at this range of works and um as in like this this particular style that I think I sort of accidentally discovered and I wanted to bring it um onto a platform like I wanted to make it a little bit more serious and um quite coincidentally like a friend of mine was uh, organizing a show that was in deck um and she she was like bringing in together a lot of like different um, illustrators and artists a very very fun kind of um curation like there are a lot of um um yeah like just a lot of illustrators and artists that are respected and um yeah so I was thinking okay maybe this is the the time that I you know do something serious about this baby head um and I was just thinking that what if I were to just work on something that is really simple like I think uh for me as you know a designer we often like I always feel that we overcompensate you know sometimes we like doing something very minimalistic is very difficult because we feel that we need to do more we need to add more colors we need to make it really wow like when you see it, you go wow but I wanted to try something the complete opposite so like something that is very small very arresting like I wanted it to be like the tiniest thing that was in the room and and um be able to carry that 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 um that voice and volume and I think for me um although I submitted to work for this particular show I think it was my favorite um it's almost a pity that I sold it very quickly um because at a point I was like oh someone wants to buy my work so I sold it like immediately after um and I sold it at a discount which was so sad because um, at that point, you know, when you're not an artist, like when someone says they want to buy your work, you're just like, yeah, like, that's awesome. Um, I didn't really think it through properly. Uh, but yeah, like, I think I think one of the reasons why I really love that was just the fact that um, it, it reminds me, uh, I use it to remind myself constantly that it's not about, you know, big and arresting and, you know, like shouting for attention, but like sometimes um, the surprises are more beautiful and they are a bit more subtle. Um, yeah, so I would really love to recreate that work if, you know, like it's not a problem with the collector. Because 
Um, I really but you know, like, I have a question about it because it actually looks technically quite difficult because it look, you didn't sculpt, you obviously made those outside the packaging and then squished them inside. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. It, and they look so perfect still, even though they're a bit <laughs> squished, they're not too squished. Yeah, I had to squish quite a lot of them. Um, um, so I actually sculpted a few and then I squished them and I was like, oh, this is kind of badly squished. So I have to squish another one. So although there are, you know, like six places, but there is quite a bit of like trial and error to get them. Um, you know, if you squish them consistently, they actually don't look that good. Like they need to have a bit of like, um, they need to be a bit dynamic and like different from each other. I don't, I don't really, um, I feel like the idea came about very similarly to the Isacho thing where, um, um, I was just looking at stressors and I was like, this size is perfect for a piece of work. Yeah, I mean, it almost could look like it's a photo because uh, your stuff is so nicely photographed as well, you know, like for, done on Photoshop. But so did this person that buy, how was it displayed? Like in a little, um, in a little glass sort of um, plinth or how, how does the person who buy it then have that in their home? Um, that I'm not super sure really, um, but but um, the person that collected it, uh, she actually worked in the pharmaceutical industry. And I think that was the reason why she fell in love with that work the moment she saw it. She was like, oh, this, this is like um, um, so on point, like so to the theme of what I do for a living. Um, so I have a feeling that she probably just, uh, she told me that it's in her office, um, so it's not in her home. And uh, she said that it's kind of like fun to use it as a, as like a reminder of what she does and as well as like, a, um, you know, just like something that is, that would be fun and remind her of like her more artistic um, self, even when she's at work. Um, but yeah, I think at that point, to be very honest, uh, I think a lot of young artists relate to this, but usually in a lot of your earlier works, um, the, the whole idea around like framing and presenting is so, like you don't think about those things. And um, of course, like now that I'm a bit more mature as an artist, like um, I, I do consider it more. But in the past, it was literally like, I, I think I just handed it off in a box. And um, hopefully it's still doing well, um, where it is. Um, so the next piece canned, well, it's actually a selection of pieces. So this <laughs> is, um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, amazing. So is this a body of work that was made for one, uh, one show? Yeah. So for this um, particular um, series of works, it was actually, the whole thing was conceptualized and made in um, when I was um, studying in the Netherlands. And at the point of time, I was traveling a lot, like to and fro, um, every exchange or like, you know, every foreign student, um, you, you kind of say that you're studying in Europe, but half the time you're traveling in Europe. <laughs> so, um, this, this particular series was actually um, commissioned by a Italian gallery. They are kind of like a tattoo um, shop that expanded um, themselves to, you know, like to also have a gallery space to show some um, works that they like. And they actually approached me and asked me to, like, a, to, to create a series for them. Um, and I think at that point when I was, uh, when I was contacted, I was having a trip around um, Portugal and um, I was just thinking to myself that it would be so fun if I can create series of books that are inspired by countries that you know um, I've been in and if you're familiar with like um, the, the 
the tradition of canning is it's very prevalent um in in Portugal and I was like all oh, these beautiful cans and they have this really really beautiful like store this very expensive but very well designed like canned um um uh like products and when I saw it I was just thinking that it would be so great to just have an entire series that is you know inspired by that. And I think that's, that's how it came about. And um, I think for subsequent series, which I will probably touch on a little bit later, um, it's, it's all about that, you know, like um, there are, I have um, like bodies of work that are, that are like inspired by like, Japanese cuisine and then there's Chinese cuisine. And um, it's definitely something that I'll continue to expand in. But I think that was the beginning. This, this is incredibly um, intricate, the amount of pieces that you made here, the heart, the teeth, the brains, you know, how, I mean, this looks like it, it was a really a huge uh, undertaking or by this point, mm. uh, were you able to do things quite fast? <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel that like the conceptualizing of the idea is what takes most time. And then um, when I actually have to sculpt them, um, it's quite predictable. So it's not it's not fast, but um, it's almost like if I consistently work on it and nothing goes wrong, nothing cracks, um, it's it's quite like, you know, it's not like a crazy amount of time um, needed to do it. Um, so where was this shown in Portugal? In a gallery um, in Portugal? This was shown in um, Milan, actually. So it's kind of weird, but it was conceptualized and uh, sort of like created during that time when I was going through and from to Portugal because I was in a talk with um, um, like, a, like a library in Porto, like to do a job. It didn't work out like the job in Portugal, but because of that, I was spending a lot of time there. Yeah. Got it. I think it's probably relatable anywhere. Um, <laughs> the idea of the camp. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the next one, so your first show. So this yeah. was in um, Eindhoven in the Netherlands where I studied. It's a very, very small um, city in the south of the Netherlands. And um, I spent about two years studying there, two years plus-ish. Um, and I think at that point when I was approached by this gallery, um, well, they're actually a art center, so they um, put a lot of uh, like funds into supporting um, young artists, and uh, like whether they are they, they support both local as well as foreign um, artists, which is really really amazing. Um, so I think at that point I had like a small ish following, like it wasn't you know super. It, it's not what it is now, basically, and um, I didn't have that much presses and stuff. So I think it was pretty weird, like how. I was actually approached by um, a curator that worked there. And she told me, she was like, you know, uh, she must have been really good at like doing research on like who are in Eindhoven. Because she just came up to me and she was like, how can an artist like you be in Eindhoven and not have a show, right? Um, and she was like, we'll give you a space um, for free. And all you need to give us is a show. And you will have all your work back. Like we don't need any you know, you are not going to take a, a commission from whatever you sell, like everything is yours. All you need to do is to hold the show. And to me, that offer was just so amazing because like I've been practicing in Singapore for so many years and I've never had something as attractive um, as, as what they've offered me. So it was an immediate yes. And um, we actually worked very closely together on like, uh, and, and she was talking to me about like, you know, 
about my style and how do I um, push it further. And I think it was quite nice because it almost feel that um, it was my first um, experience working with a curator. Um, and I that that's really very invested in creating um, a series of works. And I think that relationship really taught me a lot about like how it is like to be an artist because as a designer, it's always like client designer, right? Like if they tell you to make it purple, you make it purple. But yeah, working with a curator is just so different because um, they talk about things that are more thematic and what are the things that excite you. And um, it was just very memorable and, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. And this piece, this poster itself, um, is that um, that you actually made that? That is like a vintage uh, sweet machine, gumball machine, and you put all the little heads inside and it's a photograph yeah. of yeah, so um, um, I bought this from Typo, you know, that store, the stationery store. I think it's Australian's shop, right? Um, so I bought it a while back um, in Singapore, and I created the work, the work in Singapore, and showed it once in Cup. Um, but uh, I actually brought it back to the Netherlands um for this show, and it was the work that started the series. Um, so if you're familiar with like the Sweet Tooth um series. It was actually a build-on from, from, from this um, gumball work. So the curator actually found this work, I think, like online when I was uh, when I posted it. And um, I think it was from there she latched on it. And she was like, you need to create a series, you know, from this idea and make it um, you know, like just spend some time to think about how you can you can make this um, um even stronger. And uh, so I went back when during my break um, back to Singapore, I actually took the work back to the Netherlands and used it to conceptualize the entire series. Yeah, so so the reason why it's on the poster is because it's the it's almost like the parent of the entire series. Yeah, it was the one that started everything. You know that series, I know the um the piece that we featured in Aya as well with the um the popcorn machine. Um yeah that is the teeth do you when you were making that were you trying to um send out a message about about sugar and 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 things like that or not not so much it was just it was just your style which is the juxtaposition or are you trying to um, say something as well um it's it's more of the second point like uh i think it was just um because i think i was just like um at the cinema and i realized that popcorn really looks like teeth and I thought it would be just really funny to, to do something that is like that but the interesting thing is that once I um, actually created the work and um, um, published the work in a way like online and I realized that a lot of people made such interesting associations um, between my works and you know the meanings that they, they actually are able to conceive from just looking at something so visual so I think it, it's a great question because it is one of those things that I find more fascinating about um, my, like, um, I sometimes find people's reaction of it more fascinating than um, my actual ideas when I'm creating them. And um, yeah, so I actually feel that the, um, like just being able to see it and think of that is pretty cool. But I will, I will not take credit for, for that because honestly, I didn't, it wasn't, um, um, the intention yeah got it but I suppose you've got um just powers of observation and imagination really to to have seen <laughs> that within that situation you know um 
so and and then finally the 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 little hearts um series in the in the in the pals and the bread buns thing <laughs> yeah i think that is my favorite series um so far so far um just because it is something that was very close to heart because the whole time when i was creating works like um there were all this uh like cans and um, like desserts and stuff, I was always looking at very French-inspired um, kind of pastries when, when I'm creating this work. And I think because that, um, that, uh, that point of time was when I came back to Singapore. I, I just finished my studies in the Netherlands and I flew back to Singapore. And I think there was um, just this craving for doing something that's a bit closer to home. Um, and just, just at a point, I was invited to a show um, in Melbourne. And I thought that it would be interesting because Melbourne is kind of like a melting pot um, between like there are people who are, um, um, you know, like there, there's a huge Asian community over there. And at the same time, like there is this um, um, also like very eclectic um, um, mix of different cultures. And I thought it would be really fun to introduce something that might be familiar to a small community, but at the same time will be new to, you know, like the other 50%. And that was what I really wanted to do um, because when I was looking at this um, idea and I was thinking the best place to show it would be like a very cosmopolitan city um, like New York or like in London um, but Melbourne was was pretty much like like um, like it was a godsend in a way like when when I when I was thinking okay this is the perfect place to, to show this work and um, that was when I decided to conceptualize it and then just like really built on on this like dim sum um, idea so that when people that walk into the gallery, you can really see people who had eaten dim sum before and people who are new to dim sum, um, like they will not catch it as quickly as the rest. Um, but I think that's the beauty of it, right? Like how um, it is really a way to introduce um, new things to new people. Um, and it would have been very different if I showed it in Singapore because everyone would have gotten it. Um, but like just to show it in a place where you know there are people who find it familiar and people who don't um, actually just made it a, a, a much more like um, interesting way to, to show that series and I'm quite happy for how it turned out yeah and um, so Jimmy can you tell me what what is um, I know you said you've been busy with work lately but what is um what is the next project that you would love to work on? Have you got a series or, or a theme that you would like to tackle with your sculptures? <laughs> yes, there is one. Um, I'm actually preparing for a show again in the same um, gallery in Melbourne. And, um, but I, I, do, I do have this very strange superstition where I don't like talking about my work until they're done because I'm really scared of jinxing it. Um, but it's, it's definitely going to be um, a series of works related to food. I think that's all I would say. Um, but definitely I'll, I'll get myself um, um, like busy um, in, in the next coming weeks. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your new series. <laughs> I wish I could share more, but yeah. No, I'm, I, very, I I'm a very superstitious person. <laughs> I understand, but it's intriguing because I guess there's no bounds to to food. So um, I think that's a great that's a great uh, place to leave it. So so thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Tanya.